everyone. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only Miss Adriana Demora. Hello. Hi. Hello, everybody. <laughs> What's going on? How are you today? I mean, you're wearing sunglasses, so that is very Miami of you. Yes, it's a beautiful day in Miami. 84, sunny, so. You got to take advantage of the weather in, in <laughs> where all the gear that goes with the weather, right? So what have you been up to? How are you? Are you you're not originally from Miami, are, are you? No, I'm originally from Brazil. That's what I thought. Yeah. So tell us everything you've been up to. What? Well, I mean, with Real Housewives of Miami, which is how the world knows you, did yeah. you, did you, how did you originally get involved in the show? I don't even think I know that story. Okay, so the story is, I first came to Miami to go to law school. I got into University of Miami Law School. So that's the reason why I came here. But then uh, after a year of law school, I decided that it wasn't going to work for me because I, my intention was to join my knowledge of art, my, my uh, knowledge in art, uh, in love of art with law and I intended to become an international art lawyer, which is a very small niche. Then I realized law was just gonna kill my passion for art. So then I decided not to pursue that education. And instead I opened a gallery on Fisher Island, an art gallery. And uh, so I was just, you know, doing my business when the producers came to town and started casting. And they loved the fact that I was an art dealer and Brazilian. And so I went for a camera test interview and they liked me and that's started. Well, first of all, I am a lawyer who doesn't practice anymore. So you definitely made the right decision by not continuing with law school. I can tell you that. There's one person, one person I went to law school with still practices law. All of us. The rest of us have just, so I, I think you made the right decision. And is that a Basquiat behind you? Speaking of art that I see. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, as soon as you mentioned art, I look behind you and I'm just like, oh my God. So that's nice. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, I, lo I love Basquiat so much. He's one of my favorite artists. And um, I think he's like the highlight of my art collection. And actually I just got a new puppy and I named him Basquiat. Really? Yeah. Well, that's not a bad person to have be the highlight of your art collection. That's pretty good. Thank you. I wasn't in New York. Like, I just was after that. Like, when he was, like, you know, here and hanging out with, like, Madonna and Warhol. Like, I missed that whole time. But that would have been an amazing time to be in New York. Yeah, you're too young for that. <laughs> but I still appreciate Basquiat. I love Basquiat. Uh, yeah, his major, yeah. So when you were part of the show and you were filming it, like, did you watch reality TV before becoming part of the show? Like, did you know what to expect when you got involved with the show? A little bit, because um, I think we had New York at the time, right? We had New York Housewives, we had... Atlanta. Atlanta, right? Yeah, I think those the were the only... OC, yes. Um, I might have watched some New York and some Atlanta. OC, I was never a big fan. So, um, yeah. So, and then I got to know the New York girls. So then, yeah, I probably New York. Mm -hmm. Were you shocked at like, was there anything that shocked you when you were filming? Like, you know, it's a show based on drama. So like, was there anything where you were just like, oh man, I certainly didn't expect this. Yeah. I think, uh, the season where I had a 
an altercation with a certain person. <laughs> and I was trying to leave and I was trying to disengage and she kept coming at me, coming at me, calling me all kinds of names. And then I tried to leave the house, the party, and then she follows me. And I kind of, we got a little physical. That to me was a low point for me as a person because I don't feel proud, you know, of that moment. You know, I think it was not a great thing but that's the only regret i have really and that right. shocked me shocked shocked me for going to that place you know right what about who are you speaking of altercations like who are you closest to now and like who, who do you still speak to i i know you speak to anna kinkosis because that's how you and i connected yeah i still talk to uh, lisa hoxstein we text a lot um friendly with um alexia um, sometimes talk to Marisol. Um, that's about it from the the Miami cast. Yeah, you don't speak to Leah. No, we haven't spoken in years. What about you know? Because when people think of Miami, like I think, listen, these are ensemble shows. But you know, for a while when it was on, Leah was out there saying, you know, like it was her show. She was like the main person on the show the grand dame, if you will, like, you know, what do you say to all that? I'm not saying that. That's just what was being said. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I used to love Leah, truly. Um, we we were tight, you know, until there was the big, you know, breach in our friendship, which was not my, my fault, really, because I really did not do anything that I was accused of. I, you know, I did not plot. I did not do anything like that. She thought I didn't jump out protect her or things like that but I suffered with that loss because we were real friends you know and our boys were friends so it was it was hard for me it was were you ever did you ever regret doing the show just because of like a loss of like a real friendship that certainly is a regret yeah um I don't regret doing the show because when you sign up for it you understand that you know you have to be game for whatever comes because reality show is not about, you know, making, producing a facade, you know, and just looking good all the time. Like if you go to a reality show, you know, you're going to at some point look not, not your best, you know, uh, because it needs the drama and there's no drama. If everybody's polite, cultured, extremely, you know, educated and their best behavior you know then i guess it's not very you know fun to watch and even the royals that have that attitude they still find themselves in the the tabloids now right it's kind of like the height of reality show is like reality with the royals these days right oh my god it's major yes yes i, I mean people are still talking about that megan and Harry sit down with Oprah. Like for days, like my Instagram was not, nobody wanted to talk about anything but that for days. And still, I feel like that seeps in. Oh, I know. Yeah, it carries on. Because I think the brother replied, right? And then it was Diana's birthday. Yeah, that is better than any housewife show. That's Housewives and Steroids with the Queen of England as the protagonist. Oh my God. <laughs> that is Housewives on Steroids. Yes. Yeah, well, no, like to your point, like it was a reality show and like you, it sounds like you were totally authentic the whole time. Like, do you feel, did you feel like certain people were acting for the camera? You know, because I've heard this, you know, from all the franchises, like, you know, when you're on camera, you're like, who is that? I don't recognize that person. Where they were like a totally different person when they were on camera. No, I think people do portray two sides. You know, they have their, what they really think. And then 
you know, what they want to be perceived as, you know, so, and I guess that's part of my, um, I try to be authentic and really, you know, say as it is and say what I think truly. And that sometimes can make, can make me be either loved or hated because I have very little filters. So, but at least you're authentic. I try. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I think the camera can tell, don't you think the camera can tell when people that are being fake pretending that they're somebody they're not, the camera picks up on that. 100. 100. And I mean, yeah, like even before I did this for a living way back, I think people can tell. And that's like, I don't know if you watch Salt Lake Housewives. That was a big criticism the whole season that like we have this new franchise and you've basically sat around most of these women and watched everyone else for 15 years. And it just seemed like certain people in particular were acting. And like, yes, that turns people off immediately. I think love you or hate you, people just want to feel like it's you. And I think that's the biggest turnoff when people think they're acting. Yeah, t- yeah, because it's reality. You're not supposed to act, right? So yeah, yeah, I'm with you with South Lake. I I liked it, but yeah, certain characters characters seem very um, restrained, and I was looking for a certain angle and not wanting to disclose everything. I was like, well, you know, that's not quite what you're supposed to do. But who do you think? Some people who. Well, yeah, who do you think was the most, like, not authentic on that show? I think Meredith. You think how so? Like you said, like, she was holding back? I think she was holding back. To me, it seems she was always waiting, you know, the pros and cons before she would say something. The whole thing, you know, I mean, disengaging. It's, it's, it's easier. It's a, it's a very easy way to do the housewives. If all you say, I'm disengaging now, well, that's great. But then where's the drama? You know what I mean? Like, so to me, there's two types of people in the housewives show. There are those that are real, raw, and brave and tackle this, the subject and create the drama because that's how they feel. And then there's the, all the other ones around that just ride on the petticoat. And unfortunately, the ones that are creating the drama and running the show get the, you know, the most criticism for it. Yeah. And the other ones, oh, I am a good person. I'm just sitting here and I'm just, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, so even like with Salt Lake, you know, which I forgot her name, forget her name. Is Lisa the one that, the dark hair one that was um, Lisa, right? Lisa's the one with the tequila company. And then Jen Shaw is the one that everyone says is. Oh, yeah. So Jen Shaw, she ended up looking, you know, not great because she was exploding, blah, blah, blah. But think about it. What, what would the show have been without Jen Shaw? Right? If everybody's Meredith and just engaging, so where's the drama? So you like, you felt Jen was the most authentic because she was doing all this on camera. Yeah, I'm, I, and this is nothing personal, okay? I don't know any of them. Yeah. So to me, this is not a personal uh, comment. It's just the way I see it. It's like, yeah, I thought, I thought Jen Shaw carried the drama. Do I like her attitude? Do I like the way she... I, I'm not saying I'm, you know, condoning the way she acts. I'm just saying that she drove the drama for that, for that season. Who do you think in Miami, when you were part of it, kind of held back and was a different person when they were on camera? Many. <laughs> I don't want to name names. 
But in a way, I felt like I was the Jan Shaw of the show. And everybody else was either siding with me or criticizing me. And, you know, I got, I got a lot of the heat. So. You did get a lot of the heat. Yeah. What about when the show ended? Like, why do you think it ended? I think it was um, many factors. Um, you think that the network had some things, decisions to make, new, new um, leadership within the network, and then uh, the ratings weren't as great, but they were similar to other franchises. But then uh, there's only so many slots. And I think, th I think the network kind of wanted to try new cities. And since the ratings weren't like off the hook, you know, they were then they decided, okay, let's put this in the back burner and let's go try out some other cities. Because at the end of the day, you know, they need to make money, right? So the ratings, if the ratings aren't surpassing or at least meeting, the, I think met the expectation. I think we had an average of a million viewers per episode, but I think they wanted it to go up towards the reunion and it didn't. So right. that's what probably drove that. Um, executive decision within the network. Right, like Andy said, I guess like they went down for the reunion and they never go down, they always go up. And right, it was a change of leadership at Bravo at the time, at NBC. Yeah. Which is like the strange thing, like do you ever think about if it were on today? Because I mean, Salt Lake averaged like 775,000 viewers and Dallas has around five to 600,000-ish. Yeah, there you go. Like do you ever yeah. think about, like if it was on today, it might uh, yeah, left. no, if you was going today, you probably would be fine, you know? Yeah. What about, like, all the people who... Um, yeah, go on. And that's, that's strange. It's just strange that that's, that was their viewership, considering that with a COVID, everybody was home. I thought that the viewership was going to increase, you know, for I, all the franchises. I have been saying this for months. I don't understand it either. I thought the exact same thing. And it kind of was the opposite for all franchises. Yeah. I think with now the whole Netflix and, and um, you know, people are just more into the series and Netflix and all those other things, you know. I, I think, think that's so. the major problem. What yeah. about, like, everyone? There was all this talk at the time, like, that the show ended because Mama Elsa had passed away and it was her show. I mean, that was the chatter at the time. Like, do you agree with that? that that's the whole reason it ended? Um, I, I think it was a big, big factor. Elsa was, you know, I loved Elsa. And I think she was, you know, a highlight of her show, you know. And yeah, when she, she had a stroke and then she, you know, many years she was, you know, couldn't do much. So um, yeah, that, that, that didn't help. Let's put it this way. It didn't, because that was a big thing at the time of discussion about why the show ended. Yeah. Were you, did you go through any, like, you know, like you're in the public eye, you're making money. Like, did you go through a thing when it ended? Like, were you like depressed? Like a lot of times when something ends rapidly and someone's on TV and then they're not, they go through it. No, no. I mean, tell you the truth. When you go through three consecutive seasons, you know, and it ends, like, yeah, you said, but we were never officially canceled, right? So we were in hiatus. That was the, the word to us, you know? There was never a cancellation officially. So um, we always had, okay, well, we're not going to go back this, this year, but maybe next year. So it was always like, well, maybe next year, maybe next year, maybe next year, you know? So 
and hopefully now you know this year is the year <laughs> because I mean, um well there seems so i to never felt i never i never felt like oh empty oh my god you know my life is ruined no i i carried on i you know with my life you know i had all my responsibilities raising my son and doing everything that i did and you know i started to get more engaged with my artwork and I started traveling more, you know, something I couldn't do so much when I was filming. So I traveled a lot and um, I enjoyed my, you know, my freedom because then you have you know, more time to do other things. Hey guys, there's big news from my favorite home security company. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. I love that it zooms in eight times. This means that you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and usually takes just minutes. The camera also integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, room, and your property are now protected. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/slash velvet robe. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in their interactive monitoring program. What's more important than keeping your home and property safe? Once again, that's simplysafe.com slash velvet robe and it's not easy you know filming the show in terms of just hours and drama like people don't realize waking up every day and knowing there's drama coming is not always such a great thought in the morning no in many ways it's it's like you're going to a battlefield you know you you know so um yeah it, it takes you have to be emotionally very strong you do. Why yeah. do you think there's all this talk now of a reboot? Like, why do you, like, why now? Because um, I think Miami more than ever, like you said, all New Yorkers are coming down here. Uh, actually, I don't think it's only New York, it's Californian people, you know, Bostonians. A, a lot of people are coming to Miami. So I think Miami is becoming even more relevant as a city than ever. And I think we, as a cast, under the, the right circumstances and, and director, you know, being directed properly, we can produce as good as the season or results as any other franchise. So I think the network now that they explored other cities and didn't need really to pan out the way they thought it would, and now they need to come back with something else, maybe fresher. And I guess Miami, why not bring Miami back, right? We've been sitting in that back burner for a while now. So just time to bring us, you know, up up on the, the front of the cooking. I think so. Why do you think Miami works as a location? I mean, 
other than the fact that everyone's going down there now? Like, why is it a good location for housewives? We have everything, right? We have we have the the ocean, the weather, you know, the great restaurants, the clubs. You know, everybody here looks and like looks a certain way because people like to look good, and so they look sexy, they dress sexy. You know, it's um, I think it has all the ingredients for a successful show. You know, if you think about it, I think so. Do you think any of it has to do with COVID? Like, you know, the fact that, you know, networks need content now. I mean, neither good nor bad. I'm just curious if you think that has anything to do with it. Perhaps the fact that Miami is one city that's wide open, right? A lot of the places are shut down partially. And it's very hard to film if you have, you know, if you don't have places to to film at. So, yeah. Maybe a factor, yeah. You know, I mean, I don't mean anything, sh- no shade. I just think that might have something to do with it too, which who cares? No, 100%. You know? Yeah, 100%. Because it's, it's if you're going to produce a show, you got to think of those things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a true factor. What about all of this talk that, you know, well, first there was talk that Leah turned the show down because she's not there and she's in LA half the time. And then I guess she said recently on Jeff Lewis Live that that's not true. She didn't turn the show down. I mean, do you think Leah should be a part of this show if it comes back? I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind her. You know, I, if she did come back, I'll hope to, you know, make peace with her and maybe at least be friendly again, you know, if that was the case. Um, if she wants to come back or is going to come back, I don't know, but... If she did, my intention would be to to patch that up. Which if you were both involved all these years later, that could be a great outcome of everything. If, you know, you were both involved, that could be a huge positive about going back. Yeah. And I would, I'll think that way in a positive note, in a positive way, in a personal note, I would think that would be a big positive. Especially because our sons, you know, they're both in college now. They're both at the same university, University of Miami, and they were such good friends growing up. And they're both um, an only child. And so, it would be nice that you have that childhood friend that you can count on as you grow older, as you enter the real world. You know, I think it's my childhood friends mean so much to me. Every time I go home, you know, I check with them. We get out, have dinner you know talk about our families and uh, it's it's a it's a difference a more deep connection so yeah that's how i would see it i would agree i mean especially with covid you kind of like at least i went through a thing of like you really realize who your friends are and in a lot of ways you go back to the people you've known since you were young like those are your real friends right yeah Yeah. did your did your sons like on that note did your son so that they didn't stay friends as a result of like your guys falling out. No, they stayed friends, but obviously not as good as friends as they were when the moms were friends, right? Because when the moms are friends, they would be together every weekend. So then after that, there was, you know, more of a separation there. And that, and also my son is a couple of years older. So my son, you know, um, went on to high school and, and uh, her son was in middle school. So that kind of also, you know, you know how kids are, you know, when they go on to high school and that kind of stuff. So, but um, I think that like deep down when they see each other or talk to each other, 
and you know it would be pretty much the same it's just that was life you know what about you know because like we did see your son for three years like grow up on the show do, like if the show comes back and you're a part of it is he like mom good luck i want no part of this you know a lot of times children don't like being involved or is he like i'm coming home all the time you know like you have like brooks marks who was heavily featured on like salt lake or he's just like do whatever's best for you did he like being on the show um, he was very little, so he didn't really understand. Now he said he, you know, he would take part of it. And because of COVID, he spends most of the time at home. So he is here. Um, and then he would be uh, naturally a part of it, you know? So, yeah. Do you like the fact that, because, you know, the show could come back with, like, nobody from the past. Like, do you like the fact that there, there seems to be all this talk about bringing back a lot of the originals? You think that's the right direction to go in? I think... I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all in one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Bringing back at least some originals would be a better way because the fans that continually asked for Miami were the fans that were attached to the original cast, right? Whoever they liked. But um, I don't know. I guess that's going to be, you know, the decision for the network. But I would like for them to bring some of the originals back. Because I think if you bring maybe half the cast is original, half the cast is new, you know, and then some people can relate to whatever happened before, you know, on the first three seasons. Totally. And like you're, it's like you and Leah, like people do want to see, I can tell you as fans, like that friendship mended like that would be a great you know 10 years later that's what people like people love change and like seeing two people that kind of fell out come back together right yeah it's, you see to see the humanity you know in the in the, the cast and uh, the human behavior that we all you know nobody's perfect it's a cliche but that's true and people have ups and downs you know and but i think at the end of the day, people always root for a happy ending, right? I think so. What about, you know, because you look at like, I don't know if you watch Shaza Sunset, like MJ and Reza, they were friends for 30 years. Now they're not friends, like Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle. Like, do you think reality TV really, truly has this effect on like marriages and long-term friendships? Um, it can. It can because you're under a lot of stress. And by nature, you know, there's a lot of uh, conflict. So then, yeah, a lot of times, even somebody that you're very close to and love and 
you know, yeah, you can you can cause a break there. If you're not a hundred percent able to rationalize and look clear through the drama, it's easy to yeah to sep- go separate ways because it's it's a lot of it's a lot of ego. You know, I think the whole thing plays with ego and. And I remember my grandfather always told me, like, there's only, there are two things that cause the fall of mankind. And they are ego and greed. And I've always thought about it throughout my life. And it's so true. Think about it. Every war, every catastrophe, every political, you know, tyrant, it's always about ego and greed. Right? I would agree one million percent. It's true. I think that's the problem with a lot of the reality shows is like people get, they believe the hype. After two years, five years, seven years, you just, your ego goes from whatever it was to something else. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Because you go from being a normal person to now everybody knows who you are you're on TV, your name's on the tabloids, and all of a sudden you think, well, I'm somebody now, you know? Do you know who I am? That kind of attitude. And so when somebody comes at you, your, your bruised ego now, it's <laughs> more, the bruising of the ego is more powerful. And uh, I think in a, in a regular circumstance, if you're criticized, but the cameras are not on your face while you're being criticized, you might just brush it off, but if the whole country is watching you being criticized, then you you know you're gonna act in a different way. So, did you ever go down that road? Because I mean, it's easy. It's hard. It's it's easy to I think you know where everyone tells even if someone doesn't like you online, if they see you face to face, oh I love you, you're my favorite housewife. Can I have a picture? Like, did you ever go down that road of ego? No, I I try to stay true to who I am and humble. You know, I don't have a, 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 you know, I'm not like, I'm not greedy for fame. Fame is not something I ever wanted. Like some people grow up, I'm going to be famous one day. That was never my thing, you know. Um, But I have noticed even like from, from season one to season two or season three that sometimes even when you're trying not to become that person that you sometimes you have like, well, you know, do you know who I am? I'm on TV, you know, like it's almost like in the back of your head, you know, like you feel that you're more special because now you're on TV. There is something like that. But because my family, they don't care. They don't, my mom doesn't even like me on a reality show. So I could never like feel like, Oh my God, you know, like Every time I call home, it's like, mom, I was on TV. I did this and she did that. It's just like, she was, I was like, well, you know, yeah, nah, I, I think you can do better. But, you know, she was not <laughs> impressed by it. So I, I just kind of stayed, okay, well. You have to leave it to your family to you bring know. you back down to earth, right? Like, they're just like, get over yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. My family never put me up here because now I'm on TV. They were just, okay, well, you know, maybe we don't really like the way you were portrayed on that. Like you're better than that. And like, we're not even liking that. So um, yeah, it never got to my head, you know, like big time. Uh. My family would just be like, 
are, are you making money and how much? And if not, why are you spending all your hours doing this TV project for no money? That's what my family would say. But we're yeah. Jewish and that's how, they, that's how they think. So they would be like, get over yourself. No one cares. Go get a job. Or keep going with this job if you're making money. Who, who did you think had the biggest addiction to fame on your cast? Hmm. Well, the cast was expanded on season two, right? And then some people that didn't stay, and then uh, then they left. We can include everyone from all three years. I don't know. Maybe Joanna Krupa, because she was used to being famous. You know, like she, she already had another show, and she had been on Maxine, whatever. I think fame for her was like part of her identity. It was important to her, I, I believe, so... Right, and she was there for fame, and it just got worse, so to speak, once the show became a big yeah. Thing. Because she was like, "Do you, you know? Do you like the, the whole? Do you know who I am? I've been in the cover of I don't know how many magazines. You know, I am you know hosting these other shows, so I am so much more famous than you are. You know that kind of thing. Fame was important to the uh, you know her self worth." What about the fact that she's come out and said, you know, I won't be a part of this reboot. Like, don't even ask me. And I won't be a part of a show that causes unnecessary drama. The show's not healthy. These are exact words. Women need to lift each other up and support each other. I don't want to be a part of a show that doesn't do that. Like, what do you think of all that? I think, you know, she has the right to feel and say whatever she thinks. And I think she's in a different part in time of your li her life now, you know, maybe she doesn't need it anymore. And now she's going on to being a mother and remarried and she's in a different place. So I see why she wouldn't do it. So I think if she, that's how she feels, I think she's, she's right. She's right to, you know, to think that way. Well, to your point, she did add, I have shows in Poland and I'm working there. So I kind of don't need this. That is paraphrased, but that's kind of what she said. All right, yeah, that, so that's exactly, she doesn't need it anymore. She needed it back then. She doesn't need it anymore. Now she's settled with a child and a new husband in Poland. So she's living her best life. And I'm glad, I'm happy for her. You know, she found her, her happiness. What about the fact, do you agree with like, you know, the show isn't like women supporting women and it is a bunch of women tearing each other down and that it's not healthy? Like, do you agree with that? I talk to so many people on this show that when I run into someone or have them back on the show and they remember my name, I'm always blown away. It's the little details. And when it comes to sheets, the only place I turn is Bowl and Branch. Why? Because they pay attention to the little details. Bowl and Branch was formed by a husband and wife team that set out to give sleepers more choices for high quality sheets at a fair price. And boy, did they ever accomplish that. What I love is the variety of colors. I chose the pewter mainly because it goes best with my apartment. The sheets are so elegant. They look and feel so sophisticated 
sophisticated, but the price is so reasonable. That's why I chose them. They're 100% organic cotton. They are made toxin-free. And what I love is they get softer with every wash. Sheets that look high-end, sophisticated and elegant, but are affordable, sign me up. And that is why I did sign up. These are the only sheets I will now use. And you guys need to check this out. So listen, you can try them worry-free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns. To experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bowling Branch. And because you're listening to this podcast, you get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code VELVET at BowlingBranch.com. That's Bowling Branch, B O L L and B-R-A-N-C-H dot com, promo code VELVET. I don't think it's a bunch of women tearing each other down. I think, you know, I think some women built women in the show. There are some friends and friendships that support each other. And actually, everybody has some kind of support in one friend in the show. Otherwise, you can't make it through a season, you know. So there is support from woman to woman. Um, but then there's also the need for the drama. So then at a certain point, you're going to have, you know, a, a beef with somebody, even if it's stupid and silly over almost nothing, you know, really over like, like Salt Lake, over the smell of hospital. <laughs> it's like, who has a beef about the smell of hospital? So... But, you know, it's it's part of the game. Well, yeah, I guess, I mean, that that's like the different thing. In like real life, if you really have beef with someone, you don't have to wake up and go have breakfast with them in the morning. You either don't see them ever again or you have some time between having to see them. Here you have beef and they're like, you, you have to have a drink at, you know, 5 p.m. tomorrow with this person. So that's not the easiest of situations. Yeah, especially because you haven't had time to resolve your, your feelings, your emotions are still pretty raw. And um, But listen, when you sign up for Housewives, you know what it's all about and you know, you know what is expected of you. So either you do it or you don't. And for example, Joanna decided that she doesn't need it anymore. She's not going to do it. So good for her. You know, if that's just, she's living her best life, doesn't need the drama anymore. Doesn't need to do that. Okay. Perfect. What about all this chat all over the place that like Larsa Pippen is involved. They've asked her, she's been coy on social media, both ways. What do you think of Larsa as part of the cast? I don't know because I asked Larsa um, about a year ago. We went into a party at an Arbaz, at, uh, the last Arbaz before COVID, of course. Um, I ran into her and I asked her, like, so, so there's, you know, there's talks about Miami coming back. Would you be interested in, in coming? And she said, no. Flat out, no. You know, very emphatic. No. Um, but that was before the whole Kardashian thing. So who knows now that she's no longer part of the Kardashian, you know, gig that might she wants to be relevant again in another TV show. And now Miami is not such a bad option anymore, right? So when you asked her at Art Basel, she was still involved with the Kardashians? I think there was still something was trying to brew, but it wasn't a final blow. They hadn't kicked her to the corner yet. And that's why it was a no. And you think now that it seems that she's been kicked for good to the corner, you think that's why she would consider it? Yeah. 
And when she said no, she didn't elaborate on it. She just said, no, I wouldn't do this. Back then she said no, yeah. Over a year ago, she said no. Were you shocked, like, when Larsa was on The Housewives and then the next thing you know was on The Kardashians and best friends with Kim and best friends with Kanye? And, like, were you shocked when that happened before everyone's eyes? A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Like, I don't even but know she, how that... But she had, she had some history already. She, she already... She had some history, came already, so. It was just strange to me. I was like, where did this come from? You think, right, now she wants to be back on TV now that she's no longer on the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. She has a line of jewelry to, pro to promote, right? Yes. Well, she is in the tabloids every other week. Like, she still makes tabloid headlines. Yeah, as a house, an ex-housewife of Miami, right? Right. Well, she had lunch with Scott Disick which yeah. a lot of people said those weren't the purest intentions. I mean, I think if you have lunch with Scott Disick, it's obvious there's going to be somebody taking pictures of that somewhere. That's right. Yeah. You know, the paparazzi follows Scott everywhere. Yeah. Do you think she would be good for the show? Like say you say you went back, like, do you think Larsa, whether you like her or not would be good for the show? I don't know. I think I'm neutral on that one. Um, if, if you go by her, um, I think she would be good in the sense that because she's always in the tabloids, maybe then that creates, you know, more attraction for the show. Yeah, in that sense, yes. Her personal style on a reality show on season one, I was not too impressed. She was kind of lame. So I don't know. Right. Um, that, that could be good or not. I don't know. Right, like I see what you're saying. Right, she does get headlines and then there would be a buzz about it. But yeah, I mean, I would think back to camera one, to season one. She's not the one that I necessarily remember. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Maybe all those years of hanging out with her ex BFF, Kim, have taught her how to be on a reality show. Perhaps. Do and you, if she did, she learned from the best. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, do you think if she came back, she, we would see a totally different Larsa? Do you think she's like learned from Kim? Perhaps, yeah, I don't know. I could be, could be that, um, you know. But she learned, she learned what exactly from Kim? You know what I mean? Like, Kim has a whole other gig, you know, so um, I don't know. I think this has to do with personality, too. And I think nobody compares to the Kardashians. They have their own thing, you know. It's, it's the whole thing between the sisters, and, and, and it works because it's genuine, right? Uh, they do fight. They do get in each other's nerves and they do love each other and they do build each other up. And, and it's just a true, you know, human connection that I think what made the Kardashians a recipe for success. So it's not like Lars is going to have, you know, four other sisters and recreate the, the recipe of the Kardashians. So she maybe could have learned a few things, you know, from the Kardashians, like how to pose in a bikini every day, you know, and get that kind of following. But outside of that, I, it's impossible for her to create the gravitas of the Kardashians. You know, it will never happen. I see your point. It's the Kardashians is still just phenomenal. It sounds like you like it as much as I do. I love the Kardashians. Yeah. So good. It's, yeah, it's such great. whatever they're doing. I mean, just everything about it is so good. 
Yeah, Whether I mean, it's like scripted scenarios or not, it doesn't matter. I agree. Like they fight. It's just everything. Scott's great. The whole thing of it is great. Yeah. No, I love the Kardashians from Chris to, to Kyle. I think I love them. I think they're great. What about, you know, there's also all this chatter about Orianne Sevy. I think I'm saying it right. Phil Collins' ex-wife. There's a lot of chatter about her. Yeah. Do you think she would yeah. be good? I think so too. I like her again. Uh, I've done a couple of events for her in her um, spa and jewelry store. Uh, she has always treated me well. And uh, we did another event together at, for her foundation at uh, Sergio Rossi. Um, she, so I think, I mean, I think she would be good. I mean, she gets talking about tabloids. I mean, she gets a lot of tabloids, you know, all over the world. And she's now, you know, married to this young, you know, stud guy. So that alone get people talking. And um, I don't know. I like, I like the idea of Ariane. Yeah. I think I, she would be good. You do? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen yeah. pictures of the guys. He's like much younger and some hot stud. Yep. It's very fine. Well, now I'm going to have to go to her Instagram and find this man because now you've piqued my interest. <laughs> you should. Yeah. And I mean, it's going to be worth your time. Like, I, I'm, I'm already picturing, I'm picturing. We need a, some hot stud on Miami. I mean, everyone said that about Ronan, yeah. but he personally wasn't my type, so I never saw it. Yeah. I never, yeah, well, not, not my type either, even though people think I had a thinker. I was like, it's so not my type. Yeah. I have to check out her. Well, I mean, right. And there's all the tabloids that like she was like possessing the house and wouldn't leave Phil Collins' house and demanded $20 million. And that sounds interesting for a reality show. Yeah. And besides Phil Collins, I mean, like all over the world, right? So you just drop that name. That's enough to people to just stop and, and listen, you know? So I think that, yeah, Rianne would be a good bat. Yeah. What type of housewife do you think she would be? Like, would she be like a Jen Shaw or like you where she's out there? Or you think she'd be more reserved once the cameras were rolling or she doesn't give an F? Uh, I don't know her that well. I know just, you know, a little bit and she seems like more reserved but you never know you know until somebody push her buttons i don't know how she would react i mean she was going you know you know toe to toe with phil collins so i don't think she's a pushover but in in public in person her demeanor is is, is more subtle you know and she's swiss i believe so then you know if you're swiss you're a little bit more reserved naturally that's true so out of you and alexia and marisol and who else and lisa hoxstein who you that seems to be your core group that you keep in touch with do you think all four of you should be back i think so if i could if i could make the decision i would i would i would bring the four of us and then maybe two or three new ones and i think that would be a good cast do you think anyone should consider some of the others, like Christy Rice, our good friend Anna, Karen? Should they be considered? I think could be considered, yeah. That's up for the producers, right? So that well, would be, uh, yeah. Well, Adriana, has anyone called yet? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and? 
and uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see the decisions we made. But like you and Larsa and all, and well, I mean like Lisa and I mean you guys have all had at least interviews and talked to somebody. Yeah, I had interviews and I talked to somebody, yes. I, I, I believe they also have, yeah. Are you excited? Like, what excites you most about the possibility of going back? Other than, you know, you could maybe, if Leah was there, patch up this friendship. Like, what would excite you the most? I think a new opportunity to prove that Miami is, can be just as good as any other franchise. I feel like when we were put in the back burner, it was we were left with like a, a bad taste in our mouths in, in the sense that, at least for me, I worked hard on all three seasons. And to, to think that somebody says, well, maybe you're not good enough. I think we deserve a chance to prove that we are good enough, you know. Almost like vindication of like, we, we can bring it and make great TV. You can't just cancel us so quickly. Yeah, exactly. I think we were one of one franchise that maybe got the short end of the stick. What do yeah, you think so. would be different now? You know, it's like 10 years later. Like, how do you think, like, say that you and Alexia and Marisol and Lisa were back, like, how would the show be different? I mean, we're 10 years later. Well, I think it's one of those like that people like to see, you know, what are you doing 10 years later? Well, how's your life 10 years later? You know, are you still married, not married, divorced, whatever? You know, what, what was the trajectory of people's lives, right? When you see someone at one point, it's like an old friend, right? An old friend that you haven't seen in 10 years and you go to a high school reunion or college reunion or whatever, and it's like, oh my God, it's been 10 years. What happened? What have you done? I think people like that, right? Because they feel like they connected to you already. They already know your stories so the continuation of that story i think it's interesting um yeah well like to your point in your case we would see you you're now divorced you're not married anymore so we would see you as a you're a single woman now you would see a single single and ready to mingle <laughs> i was gonna say so that's that's interesting yes what's your type of guy i guess i'll have to check out Ariane's boy, but what's what's your type of guy in general? Oh no, I'm not going for her men, but uh, uh, well, I like men that are intelligent. Number one, I don't care how good looking the guy is. If the guy is just like dumb, no, I can't. I need somebody that's mentally stimulate me. So smart, um, uh, worldly, preferably. I usually, for some reason, like, you know, my ex-husband was French, you know, uh, the other one previous that was German. So I, it's like, I, I like European men. So European, most likely, smart. Um, and uh, on a phase of life that where I am right now, somebody that, not somebody that wants to start a family again and start over, that's not for me. I need someone that has like kids that are already grown up, already in college. Um, so then we can, you know, live our lives and enjoy ourselves, you know, in this time of life. So we'll see you out on the Miami town dating if you come back. Most likely, yes. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I'll go out with you and we can both find men. How's that? Because I'm single as fuck. So here we go. All right. <laughs> COVID certainly did not help that fact when it came, you know. Like, oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh. Although was ever, it was, yeah, it was terrible. I'm like, this is like being back in high school in the middle of nowhere. This is like, hello. <laughs> yeah. Although I know a lot of people that were in relationships that will call me every day and say, like, you should be thrilled that you're not in one during COVID and you should be thrilled that you're alone. So. Really? Yeah. People are just like fighting. So, yeah. If you went, like, if everybody that you worked with from the past, say all three seasons, just hypothetically, if they were all going to come back, who would you be most apprehensive to see? Would it be Leah? Would it be Joanna? Like, who, who would it be? Probably Leah in the apprehension because I I care. So then maybe, you know what I mean? If I don't care, it's like... But because Leah, I still care. So probably Leah, yeah. And is that your nice way of saying you don't care about a friendship with Joanna? I don't. I wish her, I wish her the best. And I'm happy she's living her best life. But I wouldn't care. Either way, yeah. What do you think, like, from the first time around or even now, like, if people say your name, like, what do you think is the biggest misconception of you? Like, you know, people feel they know you from being on a show. Like, what do you think is the biggest misconception? I, I don't think people realize I'm a really real loyal friend. Right? I've always been, always will be, um, I pride myself in being loyal. Loyal to, to me and to others that I love, it's important to me. So, I feel like that was also a misconception of my character because of the whole thing with Leah. But I am a you know deeply loyal person, and I care, and I'm I'm kind, and I'm caring, and you know if you really know me, you know that if you're in my inner circle, I'll do anything for you. That's nice to hear. I'm I'm the same way. I'm a Gemini, and Gemini's are very misunderstood and very loyal people. Not that I'm really into the signs, but Geminis are loyal yeah. to the core. I love Gemini. My son is a Gemini. What, what day? November 20, uh, uh, May 27th. Okay, June 9th. Yeah, Geminis, we're fun. We're fun girls and boys. <laughs> we're fun. But, yeah. you know, we like, yeah, we're very loyal, very loyal. If the new people involved with the show are listening to this podcast right now and you want to come back, what would you say to them? Like they've already met with you. What, what is your short version of a pitch of why they should choose you? Because I think that if you ask anybody, if you do a focus group and you ask somebody who you think of the most, when you think of the Miami franchise, I think I'm right up there, you know, good or bad. So then if you want a representation of Miami, what it, at least what it was, uh, if you're going to just scratch, you know, start over fresh, you know, back to the, um, to the board and then it's fine. But if you're going to keep some of the OGs, I think I represent a lot of the Miami OG because my storyline was front and center in all three seasons. 
have you thought of like if you were chosen tomorrow and someone said let's go start filming you have to come up with your own tagline that's the new thing we're doing i know bravo chooses and all that but like have you thought of what your tagline would be um i haven't thought about it no but i have to give it some thought you know it could be something about being single and work that in i think but I agree. If you think of Miami, mm -hmm. I think your name is up. You know, if we think back to the original, you were one of the only few to be in all three seasons. So you kind of come to the top of the list. Right. Yeah. Do you think you would do anything different if you went back? Like, you know, like just in terms of like filming, getting upset, like social media. I mean, social media has come a long way. Are you shocked? You know, like, I don't know, like you didn't really, it was a different time. Like, look at all these like real fights now. It's not even on the show. It's on Twitter. It's on Instagram. Like, does any of that factor in or like, would you do anything different? No, I mean, I, I feel like I did my best, you know? Um, so I, I don't know if I can, if I come back, I don't know if I'm going to do anything different. I, would, I was just trying, I was, I'll try to do my best again, um, you know, to create an interesting storyline and to make this show as a whole as a success. Because the way I see it is, unlike other women, I sometimes I take one for the team, even if it's not to my interest, personal interest, but I, you know, I'll do something that I know would be necessary for the team to succeed and for meaning the show to succeed. Because for me, it's like, it's better to have a pie of something, a slice of the big pie than, you know, no pie at all by yourself, right? So what's the point? So I, I, I would come in with the same mentality that to be a team player, to make the, the franchise a success, to show the world that Miami is great and that we are worthy of the, you know, of the times a lot. I agree. I always like housewives always complain to me about other people on their own show and I want her off. And I'm like, she's actually good for your show. And the fact that you guys don't get along all the time is actually a good thing. You should be thrilled. She's on the show. It makes your job easier. Exactly. That's the nature of the show. I mean, because if everybody's getting along, there's no drama, then you, you get canceled. So that's just that understanding that people it's again, back to the ego and greed. So they come in, but they want to maintain their egocentric behavior. They want to pro promote and sell and get the greed, you know, the most out of it and very individualistic. And that's not how you should be for you to have a successful show. You have to understand and you have to, you know, say, I'm going to get my slice of this pie, but I'm not going to be the entire pie. I'm not going to get the entire pie. And I, I have that deep understanding of how that works. And I think when you're too much over the top that you want the whole pie, that's when I think you're fired. That's when I think, you know, eventually they're like, it's too much. You're not part of an ensemble anymore. You're overpowering. I think that that's what happened with Dorinda in New York. Like, I agree with that. What about the fact that there's all this talk of diversity with all these other shows and like, you guys kind of had that right from the beginning. You know, you're Brazilian. Alexia's Cuban, Anna, you know, Larsa, like you guys have, you know what I mean? Like there's all this talk now about these integrated shows. 
you guys kind of had that right from the beginning. Like, do you ever feel like, what about us? We kind of did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, again, Miami was, you know, not well recognized. And I think we were doing, we were in a good direction. Like, we were yeah, diverse already. And, yeah. Yeah. I think we were in the most underappreciated, you know, franchises. And that's why I'm excited that it's coming back, you know? Another chance to prove otherwise. Do you have any idea, like, when you're going to find out? Soon, I hope. I think soon, yeah. I, we all hope soon. Final <laughs> three, I, I would like it to be today. Final three questions. What about, you know, there is talk. Wendy Williams has said directly to Andy Cohn that she wants to be a part of the show, either probably as a friend of, maybe a full-time housewife, but do you think Wendy Williams would be good on the Miami Housewives? I mean, it would be good because she has, you know, a, a very successful show. So immediately you get all the following, right? So that that's good. But is she for real, though? I don't know. It's just it's just just saying that. I don't believe that she would commit to it. You know, it's it's a lot of commitment. I mean, if she want to do a cameo, one thing, but be part of it. Could you see her? I, I don't. In? I don't know if I be, I don't believe her. I don't believe that she's real. For real. You don't. <laughs> and she wouldn't be, you know, once she starts to understand how, you know, it really happens, I think she would scream and be squeamish and get out of it. I don't think she would stay. Right. Because on the Wendy show, you do what Wendy says, or I would assume there's the door. That, that ain't the case with this. Yeah. She's not going to come in and like demand that she always looks good and they're not gonna dig no dirt on her and slam it on her face and you know what i mean like people need to be ready if you're coming into the housewives things are gonna be dug out you know and does she really want that i mean although i don't know she just did a you know uh, but she wouldn't be calling the shots that's what i'm saying Right. There's no, let me see the edit. Let me, let me have producer credit. It's like, honey, yeah. you have no say in how you're. Yeah. Like, how do I look? The cameras are rolling. And if you look like crap, you look like crap. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, let me cut here, do that. You know, it's just like she would have no control over it, her own story. And I don't think she would like that. Do you think she would steamroll over the other women though? Cause she does have a strong personality. She could, but that part could be good. You know, that creates more friction, more tension, more drama. But I don't think that would be the problem. I think the problem would be she would have no control over her own footage. And is she okay with that? I don't think she would be okay with that. I think she, she's just saying, like, she's thinking, oh, I'm going to come in. I'm going to look cute. I'm going to put my Miami clothes, you know, and I'm going to befriend Larsa Peep and whatever. It's not going to be that, you know, like, walk in the park, you know. What about, is there anyone else that's like in, that's famous in the public eye that we would know who like lives in Miami that you think would be good? You know, like a Wendy or someone, you know, else that lives there. Whether um, they would do it or not, like it doesn't mean that they would do it, but just, you know, like J-Lo has a house there. I mean, obviously she's not coming on the housewives. Yeah. No offense to the housewives. Yeah maybe, but, yeah, maybe she would now that she broke up with A-Rod, right? <laughs> Although I don't even know if that, because every other day it's like they're back on, they're off. You can't really tell what's going on. Really? Yeah. I don't know. But um, 
I heard that uh, that Paulina Rubio talking about singer, the Mexican singer. It's a contender, so that could be interesting. I heard her name too. Yeah, yeah. And she would be great for diversity, and she's she would be great. I mean, she does well. She's successful. Yeah, she would be a great. Well, I hope you find yeah. out soon. Also, I'd like to find out as soon as possible. Is there anything you want to add to this? I have my own agenda, so I thank you for answering all my questions. Hopefully you didn't find them too shady. But like, is there anything else you want us to know about you? Are you devastated that Art Basel was, did not happen this past year and like hopefully it's gonna happen this year? Yeah, it was not fun, you know, because Miami, you know, it's so well recognized now for the contemporary art, you know, because of our Basel being happen, happening here. But um, I think we know we all took a minute, took a breather, and uh, I'm sure this next December was going back on by because there are plans. Uh, they announced here that by the end of April, they hope that every single Floridian would have had the vaccine already. Wow. So. I'm sure from the summer on, you know, things are going to pick up even more steam here. And by December, it should be, you know, I'm sure Basel will be back by December. That would be great because I don't like to miss it either. Yeah, it's a lot of parties. It's, it's so fun. much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. It's just fun. It's like it, that's where you need to be in December. For sure. I mean, there's yeah. no place else to be. Where can everyone follow you on Instagram? Um, at real Adriana de Moura. Um, yeah, just put real in front of my name. So real A D R I A N A D E M O U R A. Everyone needs to follow you. I'm going to text Miss Anna Kinkosis and thank her for making this all happen. We're close and she's friends. And like, I really, you could have been doing anything with your afternoon, especially if it's 84 degrees out and nice. So <laughs> I will keep you posted when this is coming out and I'll connect with you on Instagram too. Like I really appreciate this. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks my, for having the interest in me. Anytime. And my fingers are triple crossed. I want you. I want Lisa. I want you and Lisa back and Alexia, the three of you. That's, those are my three. So. Your wish might come true. <laughs> I hope so. Well, I think it's going to come true based on my sources, but that's just, you know, what do I know? But based on my sources, <laughs> All right. you don't have to confirm or deny it here today. <laughs> I, I don't want to get you in trouble. So thank you so no. much and keep I'll in touch. You know. as, as soon as I have a confirmation, I'll, 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 I promise I'll give you a call. Please do. And I'm going to follow you on Instagram and text me with your confirmation. The minute you find out, I'll keep it quiet. Okay. All right. Thank All right. you so much. Thank you. Thanks for Bye. having me. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. 
And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.